Nelson Mandela put it very well. He said that we have come over a mountain, but we have many more to climb. Reflecting on South Africa's checkered past, Ila Gandhi is always hopeful. Born at the Phoenix Settlement in north of Durban, she developed a penchant for politics and philanthropy at a very young age. In her early years, she worked for the Child and Welfare Society of Farlam, and it was at this time where her love for the community began to show. We have the question of intolerance against people because of their beliefs, because of their race, because of their gender, all kinds of divisions that created by human beings, and that become a sort of source of tension. We are looking at how do we, you know, change that? How do we create a society where there's compassion, where there's understanding, where there's respect, and where there's love above everything else? Love for your children, love for humanity, love for the environment, the earth that gives us sustenance. That is the kind of love I'm talking about. Gandhi, who was married to the late struggle stalwart Mewa Ramgobin, played an active role in the fight against apartheid. Back in the 70s, when the Natal Indian Congress was revived, she was elected as the vice president. She was also a member of the Detainee Support Committee in Durban, assisting activists who had gone to prison. She was also banned on numerous occasions, the first time lasting from 1975 until 1980. From 1994 to 2004, though, she served as a member of parliament. Since then, the work continues for Gandhi from the Satyagraha newsletter, matters regarding the Mahatma Gandhi Salt March Committee and even as chair of the Gandhi Development Trust. Now, while she does have her hands full with various initiatives, she also has time to keep a close eye on current affairs, including the debate around a possible woman president. We do promote the whole idea of women being given the opportunities that everybody else has. But I think that just as affirmative action and other actions that people take don't necessarily at the end of the day mean that you're going to have a change in the whole system. And whether it's a woman or a man doesn't make a difference if they are going to follow a program. So the bottom line is what program do they want to bring in? If we have a woman, for instance, who is just going to promote what is going on at the present moment where the wealthy are getting wealthier and the poor are getting poorer, that there is corruption, wide-scale corruption, And for as long as that kind of situation occurs in the country, you cannot see real development. Another issue that she is passionate about is recent reports of school bullying. While Gandhi agrees that the situation is indeed dire, she says there is hope that people, especially children, can change. We cannot say that anything is impossible. Everything is possible. People change. People can change. Given the circumstances, given a proper rehabilitative process. So with that in mind, what we're looking at at the present moment is that our young people are exposed to violence right from early childhood level. They grow up thinking that this is normal. Television and movies are not helping. And for For as long as we reproduce that kind of thing, children are going to believe that this is the way to live. 
On a broader scale, she says that a recent visit to Japan revealed to her the impact of nuclear technology, citing the atomic bombs that were dropped in World War II on the cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. In partnership with the Gandhi Development Trust, she is now on a global mission to eradicate nuclear weapons. If you go there and you see what happened to the people, it's absolutely a disgrace to humanity that we could do something like that to people. Today, the weapons are three times and four times larger and more potent. And we have countries that are in tension with each other. So it's just a matter of touch and go that they can release another bomb. And we are saying before something like that happens, we need to get rid of them. We need to have no more nuclear power, no more nuclear weapons, and... Weapons of mass destruction. And we are saying that if only all those resources that go into those producing those weapons can be put into communities, everyone could have a better home, can have better education, better health care, and all of us could have a job. As Women's Month draws to a close, Scandi also encourages women to step up to the plates and fight oppression. She says if a woman's dream is to pursue something unusual, be it engineering or even farming, anything is possible with the power of knowledge. You have the power. So the minute you begin to feel that you are powerless, then you are oppressed and you will remain oppressed. And when you liberate yourself, you liberate not just your physical self, but your body, mind and soul. And that is what I think that women need to do. Because from the old days where you have this patriarchal society, the society has put into our minds that we are not capable, we cannot do certain things, we are weaker, and those thoughts remain in your mind. But if you take the power into your own hands, You can liberate yourself and say, no, I am capable of doing these things and I will do them. Whether it's in the workplace or any other place, assert yourself, but not with violence. You can assert yourself with knowledge. It's up to women to begin to say, okay, I can. I can become an electrician. I can become a farmer. I can do these things, but you can only do those things with knowledge, with learning. You have to learn, you have to build up that knowledge, and then that knowledge makes you superior.